Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Today, we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. Hi, this is Daniel Segura, host of the Mustachioed Podcastio. You like mustaches? You like movies? You like sexy chicanos? Well, the Podcastio is the place for you. We are talking legendary mustaches from Charles Bronson to the Great Bird Reynolds to the OG Ice-T. Find the Mustachioed Podcastio anywhere you listen to podcasts. That is M-O-U-S-T-A-S-H-I-O-D Podcastio. everybody welcome back to another episode of cryptic cocktail party a show where we have a few drinks share a few laughs take a dive into the unknown and today i'm joined by a longtime listener first time guest kevin valerie what's going on bud what's going on dave thanks for having me yeah i know you've been excited wa- you've been wanting to be a guest on for a minute now i'm very interested in the subject matter are you though i don't really know anything <laughs> i didn't even know what the word cryptid meant but uh you know, we have a couple. I have a couple of people that I know are big, big fans of Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. I've... So <laughs> it's it's been in the front of my mind lately. Well, and then I'm always a big alien guy. So well, lucky for you, I did choose an alien for you today. Ooh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's fucking weird, and I don't know if anyone's ever seen it before or after. And I think it's this is a perfect one for you because I know you you wanted weird, right? You didn't want just like a run of the mill, like nothing. I do you like want... to dabble, dabble in the weird. All right. Well, before we start, man, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. You're looking good. I'm sure you're feeling good. You got a pedicure this morning, so. I did. I'm all <laughs> sparkly, feeling good. My calves are refreshed. Wait, do they, so do, they do nice. calves during pedicure? They do a little a, massage. You get a little calf massage. They get in between your toes. I see. I see. I thought it was just a foot thing. I didn't realize it was like a, just like a knee down thing. It's, it's a little bit of a pampering. Oh, well, sometimes it's good. You got to like release the stress. Well, I had, like I said, I had a male, which was the first time. So he had strong hands. <laughs> and my wife was complaining that her her uh, patron or whatever, uh, the lady, was uh, spaghetti hands. Oh, so, so, so you got... I feel, she, I feel like you I were, made out on that You deal. were too rough with, and she wasn't rough enough with. Right. It was a little painful, though. Most yeah. painful pedicure I've ever had. <laughs> for sure. I, me and my wife did it. We did our first, like, couple's deep tissue massage, like, sometime during the winter. And it was our first time doing it. And they're like, how much pressure do you want? And I was just like, I don't know, normal amount. I should have said, like, just put your fucking elbows into it. Max, because it, max, yeah, it did, it's always max pressure. It was nothing. And I didn't feel, I, didn't, no. I felt almost more tense after than. Like you missed an opportunity. Yeah. I think was, I was disappointed in myself and that stress really just released back into my muscles. Suck it. No. Yeah. I, I always ask for just like uh, Indian food, max hot. Oh yeah. Give always. me the hottest you got. Massage. Give me his most most pressure. <laughs> All right, Kev. Well, now that you're you're relaxed, you're the pressure's off your feet. Just relaxed as it gets, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. Are you ready for this? I am ready. All right. So the creature we're gonna be talking about today is called the crazy critter of Bald Mountain. Are you familiar with it at all? I'm gonna assume no, but No, not no, not even close. Okay. Well, 
Bald Mountain is located in the southwestern corner of Washington State and is just one of 15 different peaks within that mountain range that are also named Bald Mountain, ranging in elevation from 1,500 feet all the way up to 8,000 8, feet. So it's not confusing at all. There's just a 15 different Bald Mountains all in this little Washington area. State. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So Bald Mountain, the Bald Mountain that we're going to be talking about sits somewhere in the middle of the height range of about 6,000 feet. At least I think I can't find it's hikeable. I, I can't find like a county or a town that the mountain is in. So I'm just going off what other people have talked about, uh, which is the problem with naming all 15 peaks bald mountain, like trying to find any sort of like geographical bald one, bald two. Yeah. Like just get your shit together, Washington. Like I'm trying to write an episode and I can't fill it with fun, interesting facts about the town. If there's no way to tell which but one it is almost like Pluto being a planet planetoid. How many? How many mountains are there? How many peaks would be talking about? Yeah, and no idea. But uh, <laughs> anyways, the Crazy Critter story begins on the night of November 14th, 1974, when a fiery object was seen streaking across the night sky, eventually oh. crashing to the ground roughly five miles away from Bald Mountain. Which Bald Mountain? I don't know. You don't uh, know. I was about <laughs> to say, where are we in Washington State right now? Okay. The, uh, the object was witnessed by several locals who reported the incident to local authorities, and I just want to say that I would have hated to be like the police dispatch person that night. They're like, 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, hi, a giant fireball just like crashed up by Bald Mountain. Sir, you're, you're going to have to be more specific. Which Bald Mountain are you talking Which about? Which Bald, where, <laughs> sir, what what fireball, how how many? Uh, so, so I the, have the picture in my head, though. It looks glorious. Right? I, I, I've always wanted to see, like, a, you know, like you see those like Russian dash cams, like meteors falling, and they like explode. I want to see one of those. Well, I, I feel like it's, for some reason, I feel like it's the box art for fire in the sky, but I'm not sure. Like <laughs> the picture in my head. I don't know. I've never seen a shooting star in my really? in my entire life. Oh my gosh. Even growing up in, in New Hampshire, like with like, there's like no light pollution. Never once. Yeah. Oh, Colorado, there's a lot. But one time I went outside and looked up and I thought I was looking at a bunch of stars and slowly realized they're all planes. What? They're all planes. They're all play all shooting stars. E e even in those like you know remote countries that like I said the the light pollution's out there, you think you have this gray star field, and still the majority of them are planes. That can't be right. It's disappointing. <laughs> that can't be I, I right. I see it with my own eyes. It was disappointing. That doesn't make any sense, Kevin, at all. You're saying all like Trust most me. of the stars in the sky are planes. Way way more stars <laughs> than you think are planes. Kevin, when you add that total view, because the view just gives you the view doesn't give you there's not more stars you just see what's up there and there are a ton of planes up there well i'm sure there's a shit ton of planes but you can't say most of them are planes there's clearly obviously but viewable stars <laughs> for viewable planes way more viewable planes than stars that's fair in I'll, my opinion i'll give you that uh all right so the locals all got to see like a sick light show in the night sky but nothing really came of it they probably just assumed it was like a meteor or something but it wasn't until three days later that a few local residents would figure out that it may have been something significantly more than just like a rogue shooting star. So on November 17th, like I said, just three days after the fiery object crashed down to earth, local grocer, Ernest Smith was out. Oh, the grocer <laughs> was back in the day when you could support your family on a grocer's wage. Dude, right. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Uh, Ernest Smith was out deer hunting near bald mountain. 
quietly stalking through the woods, decked out in camo and covered in deer piss. I assume. I think that's a hunting thing. I remember my uncles used sure. to get bottles of deer piss to like. I know urine is involved for sure. That's all I know. I know there's I know. pee involved in hunting, which is fucking wild. But <laughs> either way, yeah. Uh, yep. Ernest was hoping to bag a nice ten point buck, mount that shit on your wall type trophy thing, something that you like you could like brag to your friends about in like a Walmart parking lot while it's still in the bed of your truck. That kind of deer. He's looking for that. Yeah, ten pointer. Yeah, but okay. Uh, but what he would stumble across was decidedly not that. Uh, in fact, what he saw was a creature so fucking weird that there's yes. there's literally no parallel or comparison to it in all of like cryptozoology, paranormal, oh or alien. I feel like I hit the jackpot right now. I thought it was really some Pocono stuff. This is good. As far as I'm aware, there's no other thing that has ever been described that looks like this thing. I don't know if you're ready for this. Are you ready for this? Uh, no, I'm very excited. Do it. All right. So what he saw, his description goes, quote, it was horse-sized, covered in scales and standing on four rubbery legs that had suckers on it like that of an octop- octopus's tentacles. Hold on Hold on, hold on, hold on. Its head was football-shaped with an antenna sticking up, and not only was it a nightmare, like a nightmare chimera, but that, that it was also bioluminescent that, quote, <laughs> the thing gave off this green iridescent light, end quote. It had to be bioluminescent. It just had to be. So, so where where are we right now? How are you feeling? I'm feeling like this is this is similar to like AJ when he was on here. I feel like I gotta want to draw this thing. Oh, sounds amazing. I'll send you a picture, like an artist depiction of it after we finish. Oh, what? what? Oh man. So I feel like I just need to bullet point the description. Yeah. So it's it's because that was wild. Horse sized. Covered in scales, standing on four rubbery legs with suckers like an like octopus tentacles. Yeah, yeah. Football shaped head with an antenna and it's growing glee, gl- glowing green. So I feel like the scales have to be like iridescent. You know, like I'm just I'm getting a shimmery type of mystical. Oh, so you think it's like light reflecting off the scales? I it may have some sort of bioluminescence, but I mean, the scales themselves have to be iridescent or maybe translucent or something. This seems crazy. See, in my head, I, I was thinking, well, it, is it? We'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. This, oh, we'll my get gosh. There. So he doesn't share whether the creature even noticed him or what it, it or his reactions like were to each other. I'm going to assume his reaction was somewhere in the ballpark of, oh shit, oh fuck, oh shit, oh fuck, oh shit, oh fuck. Like, it's a horse, a horse size. Yeah, which which is a proper human response, it's, I would think, to seeing. It would do so much damage <laughs> with tentacle arms and wow. Well, as far as I know, it, didn't, it didn't attack him. Docile. Yeah, horse size? That's fucking massive, dude. I, it's I, I honestly staggering. didn't put together how big it was until you just said horse sized again. Horses are fucking and massive. And there's so many different horse, and a horse can be really big. Like a fucking, like, like, a, like a Clydesdale? Yeah. <laughs> like, you were looking at maybe its butthole, if you're lucky. Yeah. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're lucky, you're looking at its butthole. <laughs> if if you're lucky, it depends on what side of the tracks. If that, consider that lucky or not, if you're looking at a butthole, Clydesdale, but. Putting that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> If you're lucky, you're looking at his butthole. Uh, now, there should be a few of those. Do the podcast. No, no. If this thing had only been seen by uh, by the grocer, his his story, like the description he gave, and just overall vibe. He's a grocer. Yeah, he, he would have been seen as like this would have been seen as like the rantings and ravings of a lunatic. 
But lucky for him, he wasn't the only one who got a sight of what I will now be dubbing Horsilla. Uh, that's a combination of horse and Ursula from The Little Mermaid. I think that's what I'm going to be calling it from now that's, on. That's tough. Horsilla? That's tough. That's Horsilla is tough. It's, e- it's easier than the crazy critter of Bald Mountain. That's an aggressive name. This does not seem critter-ish to me. Critter Critters is a little thing yeah. that meanders about and you could... Th- like throw a rock at it as people love to do. You throw a rock at it. Yeah. This thing is not a critter. Like a chipmunk. So is a maybe closer to Horsola than Crazy Critter, I guess. <laughs> no, a, a Tacoma couple, Roger and wife's name redacted, Ramsbaugh, I don't know the wife's name, uh, were driving along State Route 7 through the Bald Mountain Range shortly after dusk. The evening air was filled with fog, and as they were driving, they noticed a faint glow off the side of the road and assumed it, Ooh, was, yeah. assumed it was a, quote, neon sign in the fog, just, you know, on a mountain course, highway. Of course, that's, that's what it would be, yeah. clearly, because <laughs> that's uh, what you need in the middle of nowhere is a power source. Yeah, out of what I assume was a mixture of curiosity and confusion, they slowed down to get a better look. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was then that they realized what they were actually seeing was not a neon sign off the side of the road in the mountains, because obviously, uh, but was indeed the same glowing horse tentacle monster that Ernest had seen <sighs> not long before that. Now, now what, what they, do, you do they have a description? Do they have a description? Oh, it was this. They gave the same description. The same, the horse and the, the and horse, the, the tentacles, legs, the whole, the whole legs and get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Girl, man, like I am down with all being a bunch of different types of aliens and multi-dimensional and interdimensional and visible and not but this thing seems absolutely ridiculous it's wild and the fact that more than two people saw it i'm not i'm not saying it gives it credence I, this whole thing could be completely like someone could have wrote this as like a short story essay and then someone fucking ran with it or someone in the newspaper wrote this I just tend, to, i'd like to go with my gut on these things what's your gut and my gut you? says horsel is real horsel is real this early this early with the information i have currently Horseless real. <laughs> I'm I'm inclined to agree, and I'm not going to disagree. But uh, it wasn't yeah. long after okay. this second. It, it wasn't long after this second encounter that the local and regional news outlets started reporting on the encounters and give and they actually gave this thing its name, the cra- the crazy critter of Bald Mountain, uh, and even speculating that maybe the fire fiery object in the sky seen a few days later may be connected to whatever this thing is. I can see putting those two things together. I mean, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Buy everything in the sky, horse-sized, <laughs> scale, tentacle-legged, mystical being. They got to be related, is it? Yeah. Well, what do you got? It's just, I don't know. You just want to look at these people in the eye. They're telling the story. Because then if you if you could talk to them and see them, you could maybe get a real sense of their bullshit. Yeah, I mean... If they had like genuine fear or genuine, like a genuine, generous, I don't know, genuinely, if they're genuine, you could see it, is what I'm trying to say. Sure. <laughs> That'd be their integrity? Maybe. I don't know. Now, Kevin, this has been a pretty weird story so far, right? Yeah. Yeah. We could probably end it here and be satisfied, right, Kevin? We could. Well, you're wrong, Kevin, because no good Hoping- alien story isn't complete until there is a visit from the men in black oh 
So not too long after the stories of you, I UFO- knew it was real. I knew or I knew it. Horse was real. I knew it. They don't show up unless there's an issue. Exactly. So not too long after the stories of UFO crashes and weird horse aliens started hitting the papers, local sheriff William H. Weister launched an investigation into the matter. And I just want to say this. I love when small town police are like, we're going to be the ones to crack this we got case. This. Like, it might do, like, dude, we got this. It's the mid 70s. Your budget is maybe a grand. You have four deputies. You have 11, and, 11 bullets. Yeah, you have two sidearms between all of you. Like, you're, you're the ones who are going to be the ones to once and for all prove aliens are real. Like, I don't know why, but we're, I just. We're gonna put them in the back of the squad car. Like, like, I just that's love that concept that this old, old man sheriff is like, well, you know, yeah, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. No way. <laughs> delusions of grandeur, these guys. Well, waiting for their shot. They see that as their shot. Well, I just, people in the 70s, they just had like a undeserved sense of. Uh, Dude, they were go getters, self starters. I guess. The working man's generation. I think, I think that had to do with all the lead in the air from all the, uh, the leaded fuel. I'm sure it just. A lot of lead, lot of lead paint. Yeah, everything was lead. Lead pipes. Probably radioactive. The only thing that wasn't lead was the pencils. <laughs> That's graphite. Always, always been graphite. Oh, has it really? Oh, yeah. Never lead. Are you fucking with me right now? Then why do we call it lead? That's that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, All right. Well, unfortunately for... The sheriff uh, and his deputies, they never got the chance. Not long after opening the investigation, it was immediately halted by individuals claiming to represent the Air Force and NASA. Now, the quote-unquote officials were said to have been wearing military uniforms but didn't seem to have any type of identifiable emblems or markings on them. No, no insignias, just jumpsuits. And they were also allegedly heavily armed. It's assumed that these officials probably came from McCord Air Force Base, which is in the area. Uh, Okay. But once this crack team of extraterrestrial investigators showed up, any and all information on the critter disappeared, and the critter itself was never seen again, leaving behind so many questions. What happened to it? Did the men in black track it down and capture it, use it for like weird experiments? Did it return home? Where was home? Was it from space? It had tentacles and it glowed. Maybe it came from the ocean where those traits are more common in deep sea creatures. If so, how did it end up this far inland? I was thinking about the deep sea thing when during the initial description. It sounded like it had a lot of traits of a deep sea underwater creature. Right. The bioluminescence. Tentacles. Fucking tentacles, obviously. The antenna on top of its head could be like an anglerfish type thing. Horse size with tentacle feet, like you're gonna need some sort of buoyancy. That's unless those things are like maybe they could be like anaconda strong. Well, let's put it was it was horse size. It didn't say it was the shape of a horse. Like you're picturing, I think in your head you're picturing a horse's I, body. In my, in my head, <laughs> it's a horse's body ho- with tentacles. You named it Horsula, did you not? Now in my head, it's a horse. It is a horse shape. With where the horse's legs would be are giant tentacles <laughs> that it flops around like when the octopodes or whatever walk on the bottom of the seafloor. Yeah, it's horse size. Not, All right, it's so not, it's he, not he horse has, shape. Yes, I feel like I got to see the artist rendering. I almost don't want to see the artist rendering. I want to bullet point the description and draw a few, and then 
look at the artist rendering and see. So you don't want me to set it. Can where I it? land? You can send it, but I'm not going to look at it until after I get a few ideas sketched out. Okay, I'll save it until you show me your sketches. Then I'll, I'll okay. I'll, then I'll show you. You don't where trust it is. me. I do have a hard time with that. Maybe I don't like <laughs> surprises. Although I didn't know the the sex of my son until he was born, so I did. That was a big surprise. But anyway, <laughs> horse blood. So not. <laughs> Not not a horse. It's not. It's not not not, ne- not necessarily a horse shape, but the size. It's not. Yes, yeah, this changes everything. This changes everything. Do you feel better about it now, or do you feel worse about it? Well, it, more alien, less weird. It was way weirder if it was- when I had it as a horse shape. <laughs> now it could be any shape, which kind of makes more sense with the, you know, like the appendages and. Yeah, the physical traits I had to work with. It would have been wild okay. if it was just literally like a chimera. This like, may have just... been a different podcast if I didn't think it was a horse from the beginning. I'm happy with the way it's going so far. I mean, I'm all bored. We're, with we're horse, already almost but... at the end of it, so that's you know we're killing it. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, it's like one of those car rides that just flows by. So, <laughs> so all right, all right. We we may never get the answers to these questions, but hey, sometimes mystery is part of the fun with these types of stories and keeping it and it, it keeps it in the minds of those who who like this sort of stuff, ensuring that tales like these don't just like fade into obscurity. But Kevin, this we cannot let horse will fade. It's never going to fade. It will live on in my family for generations to come. <laughs> You're going to tell the story Prob- to your kid? probably probably as a horse. I'm going to tell him <laughs> when I leave the room. I'm going to go upstairs and be like, "Bud, listen to this shit right here." <laughs> I'm going yeah. to tell you a yard. I'm going to spin you a yard, my son. <laughs> so, Kevin, that was the tale of the crazy critter of Bald Mountains. Now, I want to get, obviously, I know you love it so far, but like, what, like, but like, where, where are you Big as fair. far as like some of these questions that people had? Like, do you think that the reason why it never returned is because the men in black captured it? Or do you think it well, returned I home? Mean, or I do feel you think like it's a it's sea all, thing? It's all so, it's all so implied. Like the men in black showing up and then it disappearing. Like it's clear they want you to think that they have a handle on it. But did they ever? They, they, they usually never do. What though. came of the fiery crash? Cry, fiery fireball crash. Was there no wreckage ever? Did I? Don't, I, I don't think anyone I, ever investigated it. It seems to be like it's linked, but there's like, oh, we found something like some sort of crashed dome that this amorphous blob tentacle. <laughs> horse being lived in this was piloting the interstellar universe i don't know but you don't you would think you don't necessarily need nuts and bolts spacecraft if you're gonna you know no maybe he just maybe he blipped out maybe he did open a portal he had a little bio technological <laughs> device where he boop boop, boop and but also if you maybe he opened up a portal on the side of the highway and went right to his world which is underwater Maybe they built those water worlds like on Star Wars, but if whatever the planet but if, was but if, but if where you, they made the clones. Oh, uh, Camino, Camino, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah look at that. Dude, I got Star Wars posters, posters all over my walls. I know my shit. I do. I see it. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you know. But I, I don't. You knew you knew that One Piece thing. You know a lot about this kind of stuff than I do. I don't watch One Piece. I just think it's funny that I asked you if you had the rest of my One Piece stuff, and you thought I just meant literally the One Piece. They had the one piece. I told a bunch of people that story. They're all laughing at me. They knew. My brother knew. He's like, yeah, that's funny. You didn't know? No, I don't know. He's 15. I don't know. Well, you got to be more of a nerd, Kev. I don't know what to tell you. I don't watch much TV anymore. Yeah. 
Well, don't get into One Piece because there's nine thousand episodes and it's still going, so you'll never catch up. I can't. I can't do those things. Not it's too much for me. Uh, I'm being old man. <laughs> but just what you were saying about it opened a portal. I mean, like, I don't. I don't think it would have been a nuts and bolts ufo type thing with this thing first of all it has tentacles for hands what the fuck is it gonna but, do but then like what what are we talking about with the firing if it's if it is a portal being or interventional then it does whatever the men in black are not going to be able to catch it because it's going to blip out but if it did come in the spacecraft and that thing crashed then maybe the men in black didn't get a hold of this actual physical being and Haul them away in some base in New Mexico or something where your cloud is for your iPhone pictures <laughs> right next door to each other. I think that the fireball and the critter are just two separate events that just happen to like coincide with one another. I don't think they're related. Shit fault. I mean, it's Washington. I mean, I'm sure like. I guess, man, but I like you've never seen a shooting star. And there, I've seen four in one night before. It's not like so oh, uncommon. I was brag about but it. But I guess I, I, I felt, I did feel a little braggy when I said it. <laughs> I didn't mean to come off like that. But also, I was the, doing well. the men in black, I feel like they never actually accomplish anything. They don't, like, they, it's a government they, agency. They just show up after the fact, tell you to stop talking about it, and then they just fuck off. Like, they don't do it. They don't do anything. Like, when the Mothman was showing up around, around fucking Point Pleasant, they just showed up, acted weird as fuck, and then that bridge still collapsed and killed a bunch of people. Like, what, like they're not what, preventing what anything. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Exactly. They're more just like document, observe and document. That's all. They don't have any real power. And prevent you from talking about it. That's all it is. They're trying to keep you on the wraps. But people still talk about it, and then, they, and then they don't die. So, like, it's fine. They're probably just a bunch of Oh, but don't die. Yeah. You're, you're fine. Are you looking out your window right now making sure there's no men in black? There's a turkey. There's a turkey? Yeah. What is your life, guys? It happens. <laughs> it happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Kevin. Well, that is the story. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Usually you, usually, I tell my guests if they have anything they want to plug, they can plug it here. I don't know if you have anything going on that you would like. Absolutely not. All right, sick. Well, <laughs> thanks so much, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to plug a bunch of shit. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Cryptic Cocktail. Follow me on Twitter at Cryptic Cocktail. I don't ever use it. Uh, follow me on TikTok at Crypto Cocktail Party. I sometimes use it, but I'm old, so I don't really get it. Uh, Is that Twitter? TikTok. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Oh, TikTok. No, you can't. Oh, mate. I'm not, not going to get into it. Bro, if China wants to steal my fucking it's shit, they can have it. It's fine. I got nothing do, do going thing. on. My credit's shot. My fucking, I have no money. Like, what are they going to do? Communism's S- coming back. Steal my data? What data? I got nothing. I put all this shit on the internet anyways. It's fine. Iris, no, it's great. Either the kids love it. I'll blow up on TikTok. Uh, all right. And if you want to support the show, there is a link in the episode description. Uh, you can donate to the virtual tip jar one time, weekly, monthly, however much you want to pay me to keep drinking and talking shit. Uh, but with that, I, uh, Kevin, you want to say bye to everyone? Well, I'd like to say it's probably worth it just for the Frogman episode alone because I've, well, I've listened to that John Bunting Frogman episode a handful of times and just cracks me up every time. Really? But yeah, no, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, it's freaking hilarious. Well, I appreciate that. All yeah. Right. Say, say goodbye to everyone, Kevin. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much, Dave. Dave.